did Jesus suffer? <laughs> Jesus suffered persecution. Yeah. He didn't suffer sickness. Jesus was never sick. He never suffered sickness. He suffered persecution. Satan persecuted Jesus Christ. He yeah. nailed him to a cross. He beat him. His family didn't believe in him. Yeah. Satan was the one who caused him to suffer persecution. Jesus suffered through persecution because he stirred up people mm -hmm. around him not to believe and to fight him Everywhere he turned in his ministry, yep. he had to battle people who didn't believe. He had to battle the Pharisees who were accusing him. Mm -hmm. He had to be spit at. He had his beard ripped out. He was beaten. He suffered persecution. He didn't suffer sickness. So if you live right, yeah, you will suffer persecution. Because people, Satan doesn't like the word of God. So if you... You teach and you declare and you proclaim healing. If you go around laying hands on people and and, and delivering them and, and praying over them and they're healed and from sickness, yeah. you will suffer persecution. If you go about sharing the gospel with people and people get saved and you go telling them about the goodness of the gospel of Jesus Christ, Satan is going to come against you and you will yes. suffer persecution. Not a broken leg. Not <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Sorry, it's just I was thinking that like it's just <laughs> it's funny, but but it's it's we have. But to people think that. Wait, they we you have to stay biblical. Yes, you have to stay grounded in the word. You go to the word for everything. The yes. word is your source. If you don't understand something, find it in the word. If you hear somebody preach something. Back it up and look up the scriptures and study it for yourself and make sure yes. that they're getting what they're teaching you from the word of God. If not, mm -hmm. throw that stuff out. Don't believe in lies. We cannot walk around in deception because deception robs us of our power. That's right. All right, number six. All right, number six. The myth says God must be chastising me with the <clears throat> sickness to teach me something. Yes, once again, twisting the words in the Bible, because that's what Satan does. He is the Loves master of deceit. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that Satan is the father of all lies. Mm -hmm. This is a lie. And it's a horrendous, awful lie that is goes against every aspect of the character of God. And here's why. If, let me tell you first, this is the scripture where people get this from. And, okay. and Satan has twisted. Hebrews 12, 6. Here's what it says. Hebrews 12, 6. Because the Lord disciplines the one he loves, and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. We read that. It does not say, because the Lord <laughs> makes sick the ones that he loves. doesn't say it. Because the Lord breaks the legs. <laughs> Of the ones he loves. We're going to use your example, Sarah. Because the Lord gives cancer to the ones that he loves so that he can discipline and correct them and teach them a lesson. That is not what the scripture says. No. And it's absolutely the farthest thing from the truth because if you believe that, you don't understand the character of God. Yeah. This word, discipline or chasten, it means to train a child 
to educate. How do you train your child? If you have children, if you're listening to this podcast and you have children, or if you uh, have siblings and you, or we, we have parents, right? We, we yeah. have, how did our parents train us? Hopefully they did a good job. Um, <laughs> you send them to school, first of all, to educate them. Right. Because that's part of it. also means to be educated so they can be taught. And then you discipline them to cor- and correct them also to teach them. Yeah. So, so if we believe in this this heinous lie that he uses sickness or cancer or some god awful thing that's of the devil to teach us something to discipline us, then that means that as a parent, could you could you take your child who does something wrong? And let's just hypothetically say, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know if you can do this or not. But let's say that you could spread cancer by putting it in in a syringe in some form of like a vaccine or something, and you could give it and you could spread it like like a virus by just, you know, putting it's it in horrifying. airborne in the air or just giving it a shot. Could you imagine going, me looking at my daughter Haley and saying, that's it? You have blown it this time. Get over from here. I'm I'm giving you a shot of cancer, and you're going to learn. I'm going to teach you through cancer, and I'm going to make you sick. Oh, God. You, oh. When, if, if, if a parent gave a child a virus to discipline, I mean, come on, in our culture right now, if a parent even spanks a child on the tush in, 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 in a way that's a, a, a biblical, loving way to discipline, but with, with a spanking on a little child's fanny that says, pop, pop, no. I said, no, don't do that. It doesn't hurt the child, but it disciplines right. the child, right? It doesn't harm the child, but it disciplines the child yeah. because it's an act of love. Our culture can't even go there. <laughs> Half of our culture is like, oh, I can't, yeah, I would dare you spank a child. I'm calling child services. You you smacked your little Johnny, as Dallas says, your little Sally Sue mm-hmm, on Johnny. the hand. That's it. You're going to prison. That's our culture. Yes. Can you imagine our culture if a parent was saying, well, but... They they went out and they did something they shouldn't have done, and I disciplined my my child, and I gave him a deadly virus to make them learn. That's they go to jail. <laughs> we can't we can't fathom. Yeah. that's not love. That's like no. the most heinous, horrific thing. What parent could do something like give a child sickness and disease to teach him yeah. a lesson? I can't even, I can't stand the thought of a parent abusing a child. I can't stand the thought of a poor little child being neglected, being shoved in the closet to teach him a lesson, being deprived of food. And these abuses and these heinous things happen in our culture today. And we think it's the most evil thing in the world, but yet we're going to turn around and tell God, our father, that he could do the most evil thing and, and teach us a lesson by putting sickness on us? That's... It's a lie. It's not the character of God, and it's absolutely not true. God does not discipline us with sickness. So, number seven, myth number seven says that God puts sickness on people because, back to the Bible, he did it to Job. Yeah. um, Look what he did to Job. You know, he caused Job to be sick. He put boils all over Job. Look what he did to Job. suffering like Job. God did it. And no, God did not make Job sick. The devil did. God did not do it. But then they'll say, here's the argument. But God gave the devil permission Mm -hmm. because Satan came and asked for permission. True. God did give him permission, but God did not commission it. There's a difference. God did not commission it. God will permit someone to rob a bank, 
but he will not commission it to do it. He will not commission a soul to rob a bank. He'll permit someone because we have free choice. We have yes. free will. That's why people can go about doing evil things to people because God's once again not in control of Sarah's actions because Sarah has the free moral choice to do what Sarah wants. And if God, I mean, if Sarah wants to go and rob a bank, God wouldn't commission her, hey, go rob that bank, Sarah, but he wouldn't stop her from doing it. He would permit it. He wouldn't stop it. And here is, is why Job suffered what he suffered. The, the Bible sickness. is very clear why Job suffered the sickness and, and even why he suffered the tragedies that happened to him, the poverty, the, uh, the, he lost everything, uh, the death of his children, all yeah. these things. I want you to look at Job 3 and 25. Job said, what I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. Job opened the door to Satan and it was the permission that Satan needed because of fear. Wow. Fear is sin. He he had a crack in the wall that Satan could come. The hedge of protection was removed because Job was in fear. He operated and he had fear and he was afraid. And so the Bible says that uh, that Job, it's clear that Job said, what I dreaded and what I have feared has happened to me and it has come upon me. In Job 42 and 10, it says that God turned Job's captivity around. Wow. So that means that when Job was sick, when Job was in, in, in uh, he was sick and laying on the ground with boils, and when he was in poverty and he had nothing, he lost everything, that he was in captivity. And it was God that came down and turned that captivity around. It was yeah. God that took his captivity and, and, and removed and freed him from the, healed him, set him free, and he gave him double for his trouble as i think what perry stone calls it he gave him <laughs> double for his trouble so um god turned what satan meant for evil yeah for job's good he turned things around and he got a double portion he multiplied he doubled everything that job ever had in the first place and he healed him and he lived uh i think 140 years wow after that, yeah. he had lived a very long life afterwards, a very long and a very abundant life afterwards. But what happened and what allowed and gave permission for Satan to come in and do this was the sin of, of fear, wow. unbelief, being afraid. Whew. Well, we are at number eight, our final myth. And that one is sickness is my thorn in the flesh. Yeah. Yes. Here we go. Sickness. Well, because you know why they, they are. Another have, scripture. Have you ever heard this one? Have you heard this this myth? It's just, well, it's just my thorn in the flesh. Have you ever I, heard somebody say that? I personally haven't heard anyone like that I knew personally say that. Okay. I know it's been like something in the church world that I've heard like here and there, maybe in like a sermon or something. Okay. Okay. Well, here's where they're getting it from. Um, they... Paul said that he had a thorn in, in his flesh. Okay. And there's a scripture, and it's in um, it's in 2 Corinthians. And so because Paul said that he had a thorn in the flesh and that he prayed three times and God wouldn't deliver him of it, people say, well, I prayed and God didn't heal me, so it's my thorn in the flesh. Ah, okay. So this is where this is, where this is coming from. But you cannot read... In the Bible, 
that Paul's thorn in the flesh was sickness because it's not there. Paul tells us exactly. He gives us exactly what the thorn in the flesh was. And you want to hear what it is? I do. 2 Corinthians 12, (laughs) 7. Here's what it says. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh. And here he is. He says what it is right here. A messenger of Satan to torment me. Wow. So the thorn in the flesh that Paul experienced was a messenger of Satan, a demon spirit, an evil spirit. Uh, If you read in the epistles and you read the New Testament, so Paul wrote the epistles. Right. They were letters. The epistles are letters. And in these letters to the church, when you read them, Paul talks about the persecutions. You see the opposition. Uh, Paul couldn't go anywhere without Satan stirring up trouble. Right. Paul was arrested. Paul was shipwrecked. He was beaten. He was stoned. He was left for dead. Uh, I I think it was when he went to Thessalonica. It was such a riot that was stirred up in the city that he had to leave the the city. He couldn't stay there. Uh, When you read through, uh, he even lists in the Bible all of the things that he suffered for Christ. I mean, he he said he was in in hunger. He was in pain. There were times that he was without. He he, he was left in the middle of the sea, floating in the middle of the sea. He was shipwrecked in, in, in and, and had to spend a night in the sea. There was so many things. Everywhere Paul tried to go, he encountered persecution. Yeah. He encountered this evil spirit. And what Paul wanted to do, now see, some of us really believe that Paul was what we call a choleric or a D personality type. We love to talk about the personalities because Paul was like... Um, uh, he was that go-getter, dominant, yeah. driving, task-oriented kind of individual, and this, and, and and I just, if I could just try to imagine, Paul probably tried to cast Satan out of the earth completely, because <laughs> see, be Satan. Wrong. We've already told you that Satan, because of Adam's sin, and Bible says in Second Corinthians four four that Satan is the god, little G O D, of this world. So I, I just imagine in Holly's version of what would it have been like. My guess is I would guess that Paul tried to cast Satan out of the, the earth world. completely and tried to. But see, this messenger of Satan, this evil spirit, has the legal right. To stir up persecution and to stir up trouble everywhere wow. Paul goes because of the sin that Adam committed, the high treason he committed in yeah. the garden that gave Satan the dominion of this earth. So these evil spirits and Satan have legal right to be here until the day that God comes down and binds Satan and casts them down into outer darkness forever wow. and ever. So... I would guess that Paul probably was like, you know, get out of here, you know, and he probably oh, tried yeah. to tried to to cast them completely out of the earth. I'm just guessing, but whatever the case, he couldn't do it. He wasn't allowed to do it, and it's it was so. Paul said, "I was given the thorn and the flesh, and the thorn and the flesh was this messenger of Satan that caused." All kinds of havoc in Paul's life, yeah. all kinds of problems, all kinds of storms, evil things, beatings, physical beatings, yeah. poverty, lack. I mean, there was he encountered all kinds of stuff. He was stoned and left for dead. Yep. Um, I mean, he suffered everywhere he turned, tremendous, tremendous setbacks and tremendous persecution. So don't be surprised in your life if you're doing things for Jesus Christ and you keep encountering roadblocks.